Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market right now, you know how crazy this process can be, especially in Colorado. I mean, the housing market, it's absurd out here. So let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate some of the stress and just take some of that worry off your plate. They are a proud CSU alum. They're DNVR members. They work nights. They work weekends. They do what it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. If you want to talk to somebody directly, you can give Mike a ring at 970-412-2472. You can give Virginia a ring at 303-257-6578. Or one last time, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right on into it. We are going to do another edition of What's Happening in Agland. This is, of course... Well, we just kind of go through some of the various teams, give you an update on what's happening. We're going to start with CSU women's basketball. Then we are going to talk about Jack Howell getting some individual recognition. We're going to preview the Mississippi State matchup for CSU men's basketball on Saturday. And then we are going to end with a football recruiting update, which is, of course, what I teased on yesterday's podcast. Just a lot to follow with this 2022 cycle. I mean, with the coaching staff, change obviously you know some of csu's verbals have since decommitted same with nevada i mean they lose norvell and the entire offensive staff it makes sense that they would kind of reconsider their options some of them might end up at csu we might also end up with some uh, potential for some significant transfers to come over from nevada to csu as well they are losing guys rapidly i mean it's it's a tough situation for the for the wolf pack fans they already kind of have to deal with the frustration of losing a head coach who they liked a whole lot. And the people that have created this innovative offensive system at Nevada that's allowed them to have all the success, they lose that to a team in their own conference, which, you know, that was a brutal blow in itself. Now they're losing, you know, a lot of their players before the bowl game. Carson Strong's not going to play in it. Cole Turner's not going to play in it. 
They've lost a couple of their best linebackers and experienced offensive linemen, defensive linemen. I mean, they are really dropping like flies. And now they're in this position where they have to play Western Michigan in the bowl game, and they're basically going to be missing the entire staff, missing most of their significant players. It's it's a bit unfortunate that it, it plays out this way, but I certainly don't fault the players for looking out for their you know best interests. I do feel bad for the Nevada fans. who, Like I said, they've already been through a lot. It would have been nice for them to at least get to end on a high note, but it, it's just not looking like it's going to play out that way. We've seen a massive swing on the spread. Nevada actually started as seven-point favorites against Western Michigan. They're now three-point underdogs, so we've seen a 10-point swing in just a matter of days. That's that's unheard of, but it makes sense, right? I mean, when you look at the disarray surrounding that program, everything that they've lost, just the roster turnover, the coaching staff leaving, it's it's a difficult situation to be in, and because of that, you know, I sympathize for the Nevada fans. I know some of them have been a little bit salty in the mentions of CSU fans, but you got to understand the position they're in. I mean, they're heartbroken. They're frustrated by their university's lack of commitment to athletic success. I mean, they beat CSU 52 to 10 less than two weeks ago, and those coaches would still rather be here than at Nevada because Nevada just doesn't back athletics in the, in the same way that CSU does. And that's a hopeless feeling. I mean, I'm a Colorado Rockies fan, so I know exactly what it's like to root for a team that is automatically at a disadvantage because they just aren't going to financially commit the same way that the rest of the field is. And while there will be moments in the sun, you know, you can have a fun run, a good season here or there, maybe even be relevant in the championship conversation for a brief, you know, a brief instance, you're just never going to establish the same long-term success because you know, you don't have the same resources, you don't have the same backing. And it kind of sucks, again, you know, that college football works this way. It's just an arms race, a big battle of resources. But in terms of the Mountain West, CSU, you know, they commit more than anyone. And hopefully it pays off this time. It sure feels good at the moment, though. Anyways, we'll, we'll dive into the recruiting update here in just a few minutes. But I wanted to lead with the CSU women's basketball team. They advanced to 8-1 and one for the second season in a row third time in the Ryan Williams era. They beat Weber State 73-60 to on Wednesday night, really controlled throughout. Um, this is a game that was not as close as the final score indicates. You end up winning by 13, but they're actually up you know, 19 going into the fourth quarter. So uh, a pretty impressive showing from, from CSU women's basketball as a whole. McKenna Hofschild, she was a baller in this one, guys. She led all scorers with 23 points, also finished with a team-high five assists. It was just an instance of her being the best player on the floor and creating quality looks for herself and her teammates. I mean, she kind of serves the same role as Isaiah Stevens, where you can see that she's the best ball handler on the team. She's the best facilitator. She's one of the best athletes. I mean, she's she's so quick. She can get to the rim. She can hit a jump shot. There's... There's nothing that isn't in her bag when you look at her game, and she's just clutch. I mean, when you desperately need a bucket, you want the basketball in her hands because either she is going to create a quality look for herself and probably knock it down, or she's going to draw the attention of the defense and then make the right play and probably get it to somebody who's wide open, and that's what Isaiah Stevens does, right? As basketball fans, you know, up at CSU, we are so fortunate that both of these teams are led by such dynamic point guards and such unselfish players. I mean, 
not only are Isaiah Stevens and McKenna Hofschild two of the best players on the floor at any given moment, I mean, there's never going to be an instance where they're not one of the most talented people on the entire floor for either team. But on top of that, like they're people that look to create for their teammates. You can see that they take pride in making the extra pass and getting their teammates open and and doing what it takes to get everybody involved. They're just they're playing winning basketball. And I think when you watch both of these teams right now, you can just see that they're having fun. <laughs> like it's enjoyable to watch because they play together, they play for each other. Obviously, it helps when you're really good. But beyond that, I just I think they're out there just enjoying the moment. And it's really it's really fun to watch as a CSU alum. I mean, even my guy Izzy Matthews was giving CSU their props and his sister plays for Weber State. So, you know, if, if you followed his tweets, it, it was kind of fun to watch. He was talking about, you know, chirping with CSU fans and, you know, maybe getting ejected. But you you get that. I mean, he he's supporting his sister. It's exactly what you have to do. But after the game, he just talked about how complete this women's team is and they really are stacked. I mean, I've already made this point a couple of times this year, but athletically, I think this is probably the most impressive CSU women's basketball team, at least since I've been in the picture, you know, the last six, seven years. As talented as those teams were with Nistrom and Gustafsson, they they played everything in the half court. I mean, it was really slow. It was really methodical. They were very skilled, but they didn't have people that could just put the ball on the floor and, and take off. I guess Hannah Taverti a little bit to an extent, but they didn't have somebody with, with McKenna Hofschild's abilities who's just an elite point guard, but also a, a true scorer. And, and that's no disrespect to any of those players that were on those teams because you know they won four straight Mountain West championships. One of the greatest runs in, in CSU basketball history, men's or women's. So I want to put the proper respect on all of their names, but that's how highly I think of McKenna Hofschild and her abilities. She's just, she's really a treat to watch. And when, when she's out there scoring 20 plus, dishing out five assists, CSU is not going to lose very often, especially with the way that they're defending right now. Eighth time this season that they've held their opponents to 60 or fewer points. That was kind of the missing component for them last year. And, and I don't want to keep comparing them to the men's team, but it feels similar to how we've seen the the team take a step up each year defensively under Nico Medved, right? Like we, we always knew that this women's team had the ability to put points on the board. They've got shooters all over the floor. They've got good athletes. They can get to the rim. They play unselfishly. They create quality opportunities, but when they played some of the better teams, they, they couldn't always get stops. They would have these runs where you would see them flash their ability, but it was that consistency that was lacking. And so far in the early portion of the season, not only is this team scoring at will, but they're really defending well. Like I said, eighth game where they've held an opponent to 60 or fewer points. If you play like that consistently, you're absolutely going to be in contention for the Mountain West Championship this spring. I think based on what I've seen, and it's early, and you know, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of the other teams in the Mountain West in their non-conference play, but from what I've seen from this women's team, I just I feel like the expectations should be basically as high as they are for the men's team. You know, maybe not necessarily a sweet 16 run, but this is a team that's absolutely good enough to win the Mountain West, and they're really fun to watch. If you can get to Moby Arena and check this team out, I highly recommend you, you do it. But if not, you know, watch them on TV. You know, we've got the Avoca TV deal now. That allows people in the metro area to watch them on TV on Channel 3. Um, you, can, you can always stream it via the Mountain West Network. This is a really good team. They are worth your time. I uh, highly recommend that you watch them. 
currently leading the Mountain West, only allowing 52.1 points per game. So they, they've been locked down defensively. You know, that, that just kind of gives you an idea of obviously the talent that they have, but, you know, the effort. That's really all defense is. I mean, along with familiarity and, and understanding how to use the space, what your role is in the system, there is a learning curve that comes with that where you can be trying hard. You just could get lost out there. And we see that a lot with young players, but with a talented team like this and, and the experience that they have on the roster, it it really just comes down to everybody on the floor buying in and doing their part. And right now we are seeing that from this women's basketball team. They are tremendous. They shoot the ball well. They don't turn it over. They create quality looks and they defend like hell. And that's all you can ask for out of a team. I mean, it's kind of a, a coach's dream. So I, I look forward to seeing what Williams is able to get out of this group moving forward. Feels very likely that they win a Mountain West championship this year, at least the regular season. Things can get kind of wonky in Vegas, as we found out. You know, as as good as CSU's been in the regular season over the years, they they always seem to struggle with Boise State in the Mountain West tournament. It's just kind of that hill they haven't been able to get over. But anyways, we're going to keep it all positive because this this team is rolling right now. Really, both the programs. I mean, they're in the ESPN top 25 rankings for combined men's and women. Obviously, you know, 17 and one. <laughs> That's nothing to scoff at with these teams. Uh, shout out to the women's team. They will be at home on Sunday. They play CSU Pueblo at noon. Again, make it to Moby if you can. If not, you know, just watch it and get an idea of how talented this team really is. All right, let's 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 move on. Let's talk about the men's team. Huge game coming up on Saturday against Mississippi State. If you did not see my tweet, um, unfortunately, I have a funeral that I have to attend on Saturday. Somebody very close to me, you know, they unfortunately passed to cancer recently. I can't miss it. And because of that, I'm going to have to record the game. I'll still write about it, obviously. I just I won't be able to post about it live, can't watch live. Um, I, I appreciate everybody understanding. It's unfortunate that there's a time conflict, but, you know, some things are just more important than basketball. Um with that in mind, though, this is this is obviously a massive game for the Rams. It's a big-time test on a neutral court. CSU currently number 41 in Kempom, Mississippi State number 47. This is going to be really important for the metrics. Will probably, a, probably be a quad one game when it's all said and done. It is at the moment. Kempom has CSU with a 54% chance to win it. Projected score of 73 to 72. As it currently stands, the Bulldogs are 6-2. and two. They have losses to Louisville and Minnesota. Their biggest win came against an experienced Richmond team in overtime. When you look at this Mississippi State team, the one thing that stands out is, is the length. They have just a ton of size in the front court. And a big part of that is 6'10 forward Garrison Brooks. If that name sounds familiar, that's because he played at North Carolina the last four years, decided to transfer over to Mississippi State for his final season of eligibility. He's been great for them, but it, it's really been all about Iverson Moliner. He's their point guard, 17 points, four rebounds, five assists per game. The The metrics really love this guy. I mean, his usage rate is through the roof. He creates for all of his teammates. I think it comes down to kind of being able to slow down those two individuals. I mean, we've already seen CSU go up against some teams with some pretty good size. I mean, Creighton had decent length. Uh, Northeastern had pretty decent size, but six foot ten. I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother ball game. So this is a big test for Roddy, for DT, and for James Moore's. 
I've loved what we've seen from Deshaun Thomas on both ends of the floor thus far. But we saw him last year kind of struggle with Niamis Keita in that matchup a little bit. This is going to be a, a big test to kind of see, has he really grown on that size? I mean, I think he's more than competent of, of handling, you know, some of the guys that are a little bit smaller. But when you, when you go up against a real, real true big man, I mean, guy that's wide, close to seven feet, can move elite footwork. That's what Garrison Brooks is. And it's going to test CSU's discipline down low. You can't get too handsy. Like I said, I, I like what we've seen out of Deshaun Thomas. I am really curious to see how CSU sends help. They did a good job of kind of flashing those guards from the corner and providing help against Ryan Hawkins in that Creighton game. Would imagine we'd see some more of that. But the minutes that James Moores is on the floor... We need him to be effective as a rebounder and as a defender. If if he scores, that's a bonus. He's <laughs> he's a couple of times really put himself in a great position to score this year and then just hasn't had the touchdown low. Some of it might be, you know, he's not getting as many minutes as he did last year. And as a big guy, you kind of need that to get the touch going. I get that. I think if he, as the season goes on, we're going to see him make more of an impact on that end. Like, I mean, he has the athleticism to get to, get to the hoop. His footwork has been great. He's just kind of missing the, the touch, you know, putting the ball in the hoop at the end. So big test for the big men. Big test for CSU in general. I mean, I think this is the type of game where if you win, you're probably going to crack the top 25. Now you're going to need a little bit of help in front of you. And ultimately, I mean, every week we're going to roll our eyes if CSU isn't in the top 25. But anybody that watches this team and 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 anybody that, that really follows college basketball closely on a national level. I mean, the heat checks of the world, if you follow, you know, Jeff Goodman, uh, Kevin Sweeney, these type of people, people whose basketball opinions I really respect, Eli Bedker, they rave over CSU. I mean, the people that actually follow the game, and let's be real, everyone that has an AP vote, a lot of those people don't do their due diligence. You know, we see it with Heisman, we see it with award voting. It's a flawed process, but the true basketball minds they don't just view CSU as a top 25 team. They view them as a top 20 team, top 15 in some cases. But this game against the Bulldogs, anytime you go up against a power five or, you know, power six and basketball team, it's an opportunity to, to validate all of that praise. And so far, I mean, everything from a statistical standpoint backs up just how good this CSU team is. But you need the eye test. And this is a game against an SEC team in the middle of the day. Unlike the St. Mary's game, you don't have to worry about you know, going up against all of the college football championship games. You've got the uh, the Navy-Army game this weekend, but outside of that, I don't really think there's any overlap in terms of college football. So a chance for some, for some eyeballs to be on the Rams that haven't necessarily been there at this point of the season. As great as those wins over Oral Roberts and, you know, as great as the, the wins in the Paradise Jam was and, and most recently St. Mary's, when you're streaming... Unfortunately, you know, your visibility is only so high. You, The ability to just have somebody casually, you know, stumble across your game while channel surfing, I think that's an underrated component. I mean, I'm a sports fan. When it's a random, you know, Tuesday or even on the Saturdays, if I don't have anything to watch, I'm just, I'm going to go to ESPN, I'm going to go to CBS Sports, FS1, see what's on. And I know there's a lot of sports fans like me. Great opportunity for, for CSU to kind of prove just how good they are this weekend. So, I'm looking forward to watching that game. Wish I could watch it live, but I do appreciate everybody for understanding my situation. And I, and I really appreciate all the, the kind messages that everybody has 
has said, um, it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's been a really hard, it's been a really hard couple of weeks. But watching these teams has, it's been a pleasant distraction, and I'm I'm so blessed to have this job, and I'm so blessed to have people that are that are willing to to reach out. You know, people I haven't even met in person. You know, telling me it's gonna be okay, telling me how much you know I I mean to them, how much they love my content, and it it, it leaves me speechless. You know, genuinely. So thank you to everybody, and uh, like I said, looking forward to watching that game although delayed. All right, it's it's time to talk football. And thinking of football, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. With the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If you are a current customer, don't worry, they've got you hooked up as well. You can get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This allows you to combine multiple uh, bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. When you bet $1 on any team to score, you win 100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Snooze Sleep, and they have the Snooze Flip mattress. What is that? It's the most universal mattress on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm, and you can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. The zippable cover makes the Snooze Flip a true four-in-one mattress. It's the only foreign mattress with these features. Instead of stressing at the mattress store, dealing with, you know, nosy salesmen, dealing with over-aggressive people, all of that, get it shipped straight to your door. The mattress expands faster than most. You can be sleeping on your new mattress on the same day of delivery. We actually have a YouTube video of us unpacking Ali and RK's mattress in the bar. You can go check that out on the DNVR Sports YouTube. When you're a part of Snooze Sleep, you are a part of a community, just like DNVR. No exaggeration, it's a community of go-getters, hustlers, athletes, entrepreneurs, the people who need to energize their bodies so they can wake up, sleep deep, dream big with our friends over at Snooze Sleep. Snooze Sleep is Colorado-based. We know how much we love supporting our local partners. The thing is, while their mattress is made locally, it's designed for the entire world. Use the code DNVR and receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base. Queen mattress savings up to $500, $1,000 in savings for the dual split king, $1,000, guys. Head to snoozesleep.com and grab your snooze slip mattress today. That's snoozesleep.com. Get your snooze flip delivered straight to your door. Happy sleeping and recovery, fam. And make sure you're using that code DNVR for big time savings. All right, we are going to talk recruiting and Jack Howell in just a second, but I do want to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. It's bowl season, which means there's a lot of intriguing matchups. A lot of games you wouldn't see, you know, normally. Air Force is playing Louisville. They are currently one and a half point underdogs. You can get them at plus 105. I have a feeling that the triple option is going to just cause some hiccups, you know, for the Louisville defense. They don't face anything like it. Maybe Navy every now and then if if they happen to play an American team, but I really like Air Force's chances in this one. I just think that they're 
prickly enough defensively to contain Louisville's offense. And obviously what they do on offense is so unique that it's it's hard to contain, especially when you know, you're not used to it every year or every couple of years. We see Air Force go and play a, a team like Michigan or, you know, somebody from the Big Ten, Big 12, and they, they always give them fits. Usually they're in the game. They don't necessarily always win. But I don't think this Louisville team is honestly that good. So I'm, I'm taking Air Force to win it. Lock it in. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Word. Now that we paid the bills, let's let's talk Jack Howell who was recognized as a freshman All-American by 247 Sports. I published an article yesterday that just kind of talked about his bright future. Really, in general, I think when you look at the the defense on this team, I, I think it's there's a lot of talent to be intrigued by. I think you're probably going to need to go out and recruit a little bit more talent at wide receiver. Quarterback is obviously going to be a big point of emphasis. That is one of the things we're going to talk about here in just a second, but... When, when you look at the linebacking core and, you know, Chase Wilson and Sanjay Strickland, some of these guys, I, I think there's a lot to be enticed by. But in the secondary, Henry Blackburn and Jack Howell, I really like these guys. Howell in 10 games was fifth on the team with 64 total tackles. He didn't play in the season opener. And I, I don't really know why, because like they, they raved about him all throughout training camp. And he did get dinged up a little bit as the season went on. But He's just one of those guys that that always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's got phenomenal instincts. He's got good ball skills, had a forced fumble, also had an interception this year. The most underrated component of his game is just that he's a tremendous tackler in the open field. I love safeties that aren't scared to, you know, come down near the, the line of scrimmage and make plays. And CSU has two of those guys in Blackburn and Howell and I will say there were some there were some moments of inconsistency in pass coverage, but that's going to happen with a freshman safety, and, and that's also going to happen with the aggressive style of defense that CSU played under Chuck Heater. That's not really going to change, you know. With Norvell, he talked about how important they're going to how important it is to be aggressive defensively. They want to play bump and run coverage. They want to take the air out of the passing game. He believes that there aren't a lot of good college quarterbacks, so why would you make it easier on them by giving them soft zones? You know, make them make throws and tight windows and really earn every completion. But it's just great to see Jack Howell getting this type of recognition. Obviously, he was a treat to watch defensively. I really look forward to seeing how his career plays out. But one of the things that stands out, he's it's not easy to be the son of a legend. I mean, especially when you play the same position. And Howell is kind of in that rare situation where he's already establishing his own legacy. I mean, when it's all said and done, he's going to be his own guy. And I mean, he already is obviously, but it's just great to see. I mean, that's a tough, it's a tough spot. It, it was for Keevan Bailey. I mean, when you're the son of champ Bailey, everybody's going to have really high expectations. And John Howell, he was a great safety at CSU in his own right. Went on to play in the NFL. People were expecting, you know, Jack to come in and, and ball out and, He's done exactly that. I mean, he's completely lived up to the expectations, and that's really rare in the era where, you know, everybody gets propped up on social media and every recruit is going to be the greatest ever. Most of them end up not living up to expectations so far. Howell has, and and honestly, has probably even exceeded them. I expected him to be on the field. I expected him to make a couple of plays this year. I didn't expect him to be one of the best defenders on the team already, and, and that's what he was, and got a really bright future just a really bright future 
So congrats to Jack. Well-deserved recognition. In my opinion, should have probably been second team all Mountain West, even as a freshman. But it's clear, I mean, pro football focus, 247 sports, it's clear on a national level, people, they're seeing how significant his play was, and, and that should only increase as it goes on. Um, all right, let's, let's talk recruiting. And I do want to add that with the way that these offers work and <laughs> how fast this all moves, I'm not going to be able to dive into everything. And, you know, by, by, by the time you listen to this episode, I mean, there, there will probably be people that we've talked about that have either committed to CSU or elsewhere, or, you know, they've offered 25 more people. I mean, the, the new staff, they're moving fast. They have a lot of offers to get out there. The thing where this is really going to get interesting, though, is just obviously what type of poaching happens. I mean, how many of these Nevada commits are you able to flip? How many guys that were recruited by Adazio end up signing when it's all said and done? I mean, just because they had an offer from the old staff doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have one from the current staff. And that's kind of an unfortunate part of the recruiting world. I mean, offers get pulled at the last minute. Some offers are real offers when other ones are just kind of for show. And it's kind of like a a wait out process. It's tough for these high school kids and the transfer portals only made that harder. But, you know, we, we all understand the, the industry and how it works. The, the most interesting positions are, are quarterback and wide receiver because I do think that they need to drastically improve the depth at wide receiver. You have an opportunity to potentially bring in, uh, you know, former Nevada guy, and we'll get into that in a sec. And then, you know, quarterback. Jake McNamara recently decommitted. He originally, before Norvell was hired, he affirmed his commitment to CSU, but that didn't last long. I don't, I don't want to speculate because I don't know if it's just an instance of he talked to Norvell and he didn't feel like the fit wasn't good. Or maybe, you know, the the CSU staff just told him he probably doesn't fit into their plans. It could have been any of those situations. Obviously, it's it's unique. But McNamara decommits. And now we will see if CSU is able to pull one of these Nevada guys. They, they offered former Nevada commit Braden Fowler Nicolosi. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. He's a three-star three star quarterback, excuse me. Out of Texas, um, recently picked up an offer from the Rams. In his career, he's thrown for 3,266 yards, 36 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and 24 career games. Currently has offers from Arizona, Arkansas State, CSU, Middle Tennessee State, Oregon State, Pittsburgh, and Toledo. I would imagine there's a really good opportunity for CSU to land him. He was committed to Nevada, decommitted as soon as the offensive coaches left. Seems like, you know, his allegiance is to these offensive coaches wants to play in the air raid with Norvell and with Matt Mummy. And honestly, I mean, if you're a quarterback that loves to sling it around, why wouldn't you want to play in this offense? As as talking about, you know, the old offense, it it wasn't very appealing for elite wide receivers and for quarterbacks. And and now it's it's kind of a night and day situation. It, It should help recruiting preps guys. It should help on the transfer situation. And it might just help CSU, you know, keep some of their best players. If you're somebody like Dante Wright or Ty McCulloch, I got to imagine those guys are are ecstatic right now. Or even, you know, Tanner Arkin and Gary Williams and the talent you have at tight end when you see the way that Cole Turner was consistently featured. That's all got to be really appealing. I mean, there's there's no way in hell Trey McBride would have only had two touchdowns in a Matt Mummy offense. It's It's just the reality. So uh, a lot to to follow. Uh, another quarterback that CSU offered is Caden Simonza. 
out of Mission Viejo uh, out in California, currently has an offer from San Jose State, Nevada, and Penn. He has had a nice career as well, just shy of 4,000 yards, 43 passing touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. Seems like he would be a good fit, really really can stretch the field based on, you know, the, the little bit of film I watched. It's always so limited with these high school guys. And, and it, it's tough to, to know if how much it's, it's really going to translate unless you know, those leagues and know the level of competition that they're facing. You can only so learn so much off like a three minute clip. I, I do want to, to make that point. You know, that it's kind of why I, I talk about recruiting a lot during the off season when it's relevant, but it's, it's really why I don't focus on it all year round because so much of it is just a guessing game and so many of the commitments don't actually mean anything. And it's just a weird circus altogether. But right now it's definitely very interesting. And and we'll see, you know, if any of these 2022 quarterbacks end up committing to CSU, we'll see potentially, you know, you could get a transfer situation from Nevada to CSU at that position. And we'll ultimately see what happens with Todd Santeo. I will say, I hope he sticks around just so you have another veteran quarterback on the roster. But if it if it's looking like he's not going to be the guy, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if around spring ball, maybe even before that, we you know get the announcement that Todd Santeo is entering the transfer portal for his last year of eligibility. We shall see. Like I said, that that's just speculation on my point. I don't I don't have any inside info or anything like that. Nonetheless, uh, a couple of quarterbacks for CSU fans to keep their eyes on. Uh, they already have picked up one commitment from Nevada. Trevin Hale, six foot three, Hi- Hale Hale. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Six foot three, two hundred eighty pound freshman. He played at uh, Grandview. Originally a three star commit, had offers from Air Force, UNC, Yale, and Nevada. Signed with Nevada, was there for his freshman year, redshirt. So he comes over with full eligibility. Um, a couple of other people to, to keep an eye on, I would say offensive lineman Gray Davis, who's a more veteran player, has played in parts of the last four seasons, but it's kind of been injury-ridden. Um, wide receiver Elijah Cooks is another guy to keep an eye on. He would fit perfectly in this system. Led the Wolfpack in receiving in 2019. Um, was actually on the basketball team as well at one point was on that Nevada basketball team that went to the Sweet 16 in 2018. But he's got 19 career touchdowns, big-time playmaker, one healthy. Uh, linebacker, Dayon Henley, who led the team with 103 tackles, four picks, three fumble recoveries. He would be a massive, massive pickup. Also has offers from Washington State and from USC, so he might be kind of t- hard to pull over. But if, if he just wants to stay with the coaches that he's familiar with, CSU would obviously have that advantage. Linebacker Lamine Toure is also in the transfer portal. All these guys posted, you know, Elijah Cooks, Dayon Henley, they've all posted about offers from CSU. So Rams got a good opportunity to potentially land like, you know, three to five, maybe even more Nevada players from the transfer portal. On top of that, if you can end up, you know, flipping a couple of of Nevada commits, it's it's really just going to help bolster the the depth and the talent level of this team moving forward and it'll help to kind of get some guys that are that are experienced and familiar with Norvell and understand the system and all that but these are just all the advantages of, of hiring a coach that's from the Mountain West I mean again feel kind of bad for Nevada and their fans but perfect hire for CSU I mean they're able to hit the ground running they're already familiar with the conference they already have strong recruiting ties and, and you're recruiting the same level of competition the same types of players that 
you know, would have been considering CSU and Nevada anyway. So it's just all really beneficial from that aspect. And I just think it's going to be easier to land talent now than it was when, you know, you're recruiting the Northeast and just relying on Adazio's roots, basically. Like I said, with the way that this is moving and how fast it's all going, I'm I'm never going to be able to cover everything on one episode. So we'll just kind of have to, you know, address things briefly each day as they come. And I'll do my best to keep everybody up to date on the podcast. I'll probably write a couple articles a week on the recruiting site as well. Things are things are happening. But uh, that's that's all I've got for today's episode of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Again, thank you to everybody that continues to support the content. Thank you to everybody that supports what I do. Without you, you know, I'd I'd be I don't even know what I'd be doing for a living. This is the only thing I'm good at is talking about sports. And I just I never take that for granted. The fact that I get to create CSU content for a living is is truly a dream come true. So shout out to all of you. We will have more content over the next couple of days. Like I said, big basketball game coming up. Word. Much love, y'all. <laughs>